This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, May 18th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a man who was wrong. Ten straight wins did not come for BYU baseball. Jerem, what happened? You were wrong with me. I know. Um, I was wrong. Yeah. You were wrong together. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I felt blamed uh, for what happened last <laughs> night. I guess, I guess there's a cap on win streaks between BYU and Utah. So you know what? Let's get it out on the table. Uh, you know, uh, Utah won the series this year against yep. BYU in baseball. We will, we will seed baseball for football, men's basketball, women's basketball, and women's volleyball twice. Okay. So you can have baseball, mm-hmm. and we can have the rest. <laughs> yes, there has to be some collateral damage somewhere. You can't have it all, Spence. You can't have it all. You <laughs> okay, know, fair enough. You can have a lot, but just you can't, can't, can't have, you have it all. It, you can't have it. All. I want it all. Doctor Bever had a commercial. <laughs> this is a Coke school. I'm going to get in trouble. Doctor Bever had a commercial where I was like, I want it all, and, and then, I want it now. Yes, and this dude like puts his head under. You know, you're at the gas station, the soda machine, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah! I've always wanted to do that. Not really, because that would be such a sticky, oh, gross. terrible mess. Just make it diet soda, because then the stick primarily goes away. Is diet less sticky because yes. there's less sugar? Yeah. I've never thought about exactly that. Exactly right. Because there's no worse thing than being a 12-year-old in middle school, and one, having to chug milk and then throw it up, and two, having soda <laughs> stick, <laughs> like like <laughs> sticky Sprite <laughs> on your shoe. Ah! <laughs> oh! Come on. The worst in the movie theater when you step in someone's spilled soda. Yes, you're like, no! Yeah. Hey, we've got so a bad. sugar-filled show for you. Really? Caffeinated. We'll call it a perfect 10. It includes the proposed key to BYU football earning another 10-plus win we season. We have the answer. Or dare we say a special season. Okay. Is it primarily on the defense to take it to that special Stratosphere. That's the answer. Former BYU linebacker Isaiah Kafusi tells us where the BYU defense needs the most improvement in that regard, plus a Major League All-Star shout-out for BYU. Mm-hmm. And did you know, according to the NCAA Golf Regionals, that BYU has been relocated? Bring on today's BYU Sports Station headlines. I can't wait to show the people that. As mentioned, <laughs> baseball lost 12-7 to Utah last night, snapping a nine-game winning streak for BYU, nine-game losing streak for the Utes. That's all we're going to say about that. Cougars end the regular season with a three-game series against LMU starting Thursday. Cougars are in fourth place in the WCC, have clinched a spot in the 16 West Coast Conference Tournament next week. I have some good news and bad news from BYU softball. They led the WCC with 10 all-conference awards. Six first-teamers, including Hunter Ava, Marissa Chavez, Martha Epinesa, Autumn Moffat-Court, Taylor Williams, and Violet Zavodnik, three on the second team and one honorable mention. I have significant issue with the fact that Violet Zavodnik was not the West Coast Conference Player of the Year when it is clear and obvious, painfully obvious, that she is the best player in the conference. What if BYU like took the league to court over it? Or they're like, we have evidence. It's the coaches that vote. Yeah. And, there's... and they're tired. They they probably had a chance to not give BYU everything. Exactly what happened. LMU and Pacific. They're going to the Big 12. They didn't win it. We're voting for somebody else. I think in the NBA is going to be all right. 
Men's golf, speaking of, in its final day of competition today at the NCAA Regionals in Stockton, California, the Cougars are tied for third at 16 under, five strokes behind number four, Arizona Go. State. Go. Well, that's a summer haze, by the way. Carson Lundell and David Timmons tied for first overall at seven under. Very nice. The top five teams and the top individual will advance to the NCAA Championships in Scottsdale next week. Hold on, boys. Let's go. Todd Miller believes his team needs to get to 25 under for the tournament to feel safe about being in the top five. So okay. that's an, a round combined of nine under today. I can do it. Michaela Clough and the Orlando Pride on the road tonight to take on the North Carolina Courage, while Ashley Hatch and the Washington Spirit are in Portland facing the Thorns. The Aaron Thorns. Hatch has one goal in two games a season. She's going to score a bunch more. <laughs> All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. We're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Bill Connolly's SP Plus projections have BYU slated to improve from number 79 pretty significantly. And I quote Jerem from Mr. Connolly. SP Plus projects BYU to improve to 48th defensively. That'd be a 31-spot jump. Mm -hmm. Which combined with a fearsome offense, Bill's words, Ooh, like would make the Cougars a top 25 team. Okay, If they bounce back to 2020 levels of defense, BYU could make a run at an unbeaten record. BYU ain't playing the 2020 schedule. Sorry. Jerem, the point remains... He believes BYU's defense is the key to not just a good season, not even a great season, potentially a very special season. Is a special season contingent solely on an improved BYU defense? Yes, because we believe the offense will be very similar to what it has been, right? And it was 15th in SP+. So we think the offense is going to be top 25, if, if not top 15. We saw how good BYU was last year with an awesome offense and a meh. Defense. Yeah, 79th, I would argue, isn't meh. It's probably bad, given BYU's standard. Um, Injuries, all of that played into what, it. Whatever we want to say, it was 79th. At the end of the year, they don't say. There's not an asterisk that says, very injured. Like, every team gets injured. It, you, extreme ownership, own it. BYU wasn't good enough on defense, right? If they were, it was 11-2. and two. You beat UAB, right? Um, Boy State, you're going to lose because you fumbled too close to the end zone a couple times or whatever. It is the defense because the offense is going to be really good. BYU has excellent special teams. Great coverage, both sides. Ryan Rico's super legit. When Jake Oldroyd is healthy, super legit, right? we got to get his back healthy. He's had that injury that affected him, right? Um, defensively, there's certain spots where BYU did some really nice things and certainly areas of improvement. Let's talk about it. Things I liked about the defense last year. Uh, turnovers gained, 36th. They had 20. 15 picks. That's a lot. Five fumbles recovered. You could probably get that number. That's a nice number. That's good. I like being top 40 and stuff. 20-plus uh, yard plays allowed. 33rd. 30-plus yard plays allowed. 18th. 40-plus. 8th. 50-plus. 4. This team did not give up big plays, which is very nice. Okay, how about yards per point? A little more advanced, right? 33rd. That's good. That's all good stuff. I'm pretty sure the 450-yard-plus plays all happened against Virginia. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Okay, areas of improvement. Certainly, Havoc needs to be there more. Tackles uh, for loss a game, 105th in the country. Okay, so you're like 26th worst. Sacks per game, 109th. Certainly can do better. We play in an era where sacks are lower but to because the ball's getting out quicker. But among all the teams, 
109, you don't want to be there, right? I just want top 50. Yards per play, um, 80th, not great, right? And you do the per play and not like total defense because that takes tempo into consideration when you're just doing per play. Points per play, 56th. So more havoc. I want the D-line to get more sacks without needing the linebackers to blitz sometimes. Um, but, but we believe in this group. We believe in Peyton Wilgar and Keenan Peter. I'm excited for Michael Harper to be back. Gabe, yes. Judy, Lally yep. um, from Vanderbilt was one of the best cover corners in the SEC. That's all exciting. I do fear, though, that, okay, it's never been a concern about the starters, Spence. We've never been concerned about BYU's starting lineup. It's, okay, if that guy's, if Peyton Wilgar and Keenan Peely and Max Tuli aren't in there, What's that going to be like for BYU? And last year, they had to figure that out. Yeah, did BYU develop enough depth by necessity last year that if those guys get hurt, they'll be in a better position? Did we see the 2020 and being up a ton against uh, on that uh, that schedule that they were ready for 21 um, in certain moments, right, on offense? Hopefully that's the case because defensively, I think BYU has a lot of playmakers. Again, this is not asking BYU to do something that they are incapable of. Right. And I'm just looking at B. If they could be like a top 50 defense. Yeah. Top 50. I agree with Bill on that. Yeah. Right? In SP Plus in certain categories, yes. So you're you're in the top tier. Like there are 130 FBS Division I teams. Top 40 would be nice. Then you're like the upper third, right? Sure. Even if they could be top 50, now we're talking. Now BYU's. SP Plus? Yes. In SP Plus. Okay. Which I think is a great metric to rate your overall defensive performance. It takes a lot into account. It's kind of, it's kind of like the net ranking for me. Okay. Yes. It's the anti-RPI. <laughs> it has nothing to do with RPI. If BYU is just top fifty, yeah, then the, I think they're going to win nine or ten games. Now, Jerem, he said the defense is the hinge point on a special season. Yes. So what are we defining as special? Would like, ten plus would against 10 that plus? schedule count as special? I, th- Spencer, I think from here on, uh, here until Jesus comes back. If BYU wins 10-plus against these schedules, this year there's five Power Fives in Boise State. Um, you, you, and you could argue, hey, Utah, Four preseason top 25 teams. You could argue Utah State won 11 games last year, finished top 25. That would be a good win. Okay. Always, right? Um, is, yes, from now on, if BYU ever wins 10 games. Special. Special. I, I, we didn't always say that in the Wacker Mountain West, per se. 11 was always special. 10, like, when BYU won uh, 10 games in 2011 – the first year of Vendy, it was like, what is this like? You could argue that schedule wasn't that hard. But I think from here on out, yeah, 10 plus. Okay, a couple of facts that help BYU in the idea that their defense will naturally take a jump. Okay? Just because of the attrition that happened last year, we already talked about it, you develop younger guys. You put them into high-pressure situations, and they get better. We sometimes it's in- ugly. Sometimes it hurts. yes. yes. But there's this natural level of progression when yep. you go through those growing pains. Ben Bywater is a name you know because of injury. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yep. And he's not alone in that. The defensive line had several of those scenarios last year because it felt like it felt like there was a different defensive line every game last year. Well, BYU loves to line change. My L- goodness. Literally, there's like eight dudes you got to get to know. Here's the other thing. BYU returns the most starters of any team in America. 19. It was the fewest last year. 19. One of the fewest, and they still won 10 games. So 19 returning starters, that typically lends itself to, okay, they're going to take a step forward. And 19 definitely plays into the defensive side of the ball. Plus you're adding back Keenan Peely, Micah Harper, 
a proven transfer in Gabe Judy Lally, who was a good cornerback in the SEC, to he, a defense. Keenan Peely only played two games. You could argue he two games. is newish, right, based on only that. Okay. Three games. Sorry, so when three. we list them as newcomers, yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. Two-ish games. And he got hurt early in the in Arizona the third State game. game. Yep. So if you add those guys to a defense that is naturally going to take the progression because of what happened last year. Like, even if you weren't adding those guys, I feel like BYU would be middle of the pack defense. Yes, and guess what? BYU won 10 games against seven power fives with the 79th uh, defense in the game. Yes. What if they're 50th? So you just get another game. Natural progression by more development, being in the program. Like, they're going to be middle of the pack even without those three guys. But the addition of Keenan Peely, Micah Harper, and Gabe Judy Lally and Peyton Wilgar healthy again. Like, Peyton was playing hurt. Yes. He was not himself, and he Shoulder. was playing out of position because Keenan yes. Peely was not in. Yes. Things, I, that, this is why I feel like BYU will be a top 50 defense. That right there, just natural progression plus not, those three guys. If BYU is not a top 50 defense, if BYU doesn't win at least nine games, I'm disappointed. I, I could see an argument in this question that it's actually Christopher Brooks. I think we're assuming a lot. I think, we need, I, I think we're excited about that assumption, but – we just lost Tyler Algier, who just had the most amazing rushing season we've ever seen. It's going to be hard to replace that production. Can BYU do it by committee with Christopher Brooks and Lupini Cotilla? The answer, we think, is just approximate it. I don't need it to be equal or better. I need it to approximate it because we think BYU continues to develop this yep. offense. Aaron Roderick, as the primary play caller since the middle of 2019, BYU's 26-4 and four in those games. He calls a great game. He's worth he every penny they're paying him. Quarterbacks. BYU's got one of the best left tackles in America. Like, this is going to be a fun, fun season. Because guess what? BYU football's back. If BYU can just maintain the numbers they had last year, Jeremy. Just well, maintain. I, Even I, if they were 79th in defense and they had a top 20 offense again, I still believe they're going to win nine games. I'm not expecting BYU to equal or better the offense, although I would love that. Again, if they approximate it, BYU's 15th in SP plus in offense. If they're top 25, that's really good because the de- just a little lower, the defense comes up. Like, yeah, you let's can't, maintain. You can't, uh, unfortunately, for some reason, you can't have an elite offense and defense. Like, we've just not seen it historically. Unless you're Georgia. <laughs> well, elite defense and then a really good offense. But, like, their defense was unbelievable. But, like, you think about the 2012 and 13 BYU football seasons. Those teams win eight games. The defenses are some of the best BYU's ever had. Like, all four linebackers play in the NFL at least a little bit. And, and you have young freshman, sophomore, Taste Mill, Jamal Williams. The offense wasn't good enough. Otherwise, those teams win 10 plus, maybe 11. They're ranked. They're in, even more relevant. But this year, BYU could have an elite offense, we hope. Defensively, if they can be good, Just get better, or even okay, because last year I would argue they were probably on the bottom side of okay to, to I don't know if they were bad, but 79 certainly not not where you want to. Well, be. I went with meh. Yes, and but like five fumbles recovered. Let's raise that. 15 picks. That's a good number. Keep going there. In 2016, when BYU's nine and four, BYU's like top five in the country because they have like 32 takeaways or something crazy. Takeaways are an interesting stat as well. Some of that's luck, mostly luck, some skill. I'm excited about it, though, because BYU does have some real playmakers coming back. Michael Harper was like the only freshman in 2020 that played on the defense and started, and now he's back. Like, George Udo, we've been hearing a lot about George Udo. He wasn't fully back last L- year. Listen to the back seven, okay? Malik Moore, Micah Harper, D'Angelo Mandel, Caleb Hayes, Gabe Judy Lally, 
Keenan Peely, Peyton Wilgar, Gabe Judy Lally, Ben Bywater, Max Tooley. Most of these guys have been here for like three years as like the guys. Yeah. So the, the, for the defense, I feel like they have a lot to prove as well, which is exciting. There's a lot of good talent. There. We'll get a good look at that BYU defense in how many days? Countdown to the Bulls. 108. In 108 days, so to next be exact. Thursday? 100 days? Is that, we, we, we are told don't do math live on the air, yeah. but next Thursday? Uh, I believe, it's approximately 15 I, weeks from this Saturday. Somehow, I got through BYU without having to take a math class. That's like the most proud fact. Did you I take can. an AP class in high school? Heck no. I dropped out of pre-calc as a junior in high school. How in the world I did didn't you get take a math, a math class after my junior year of high school. How did you do that? I paid some teachers off. <laughs> And the truth shall set you free with the diploma. I wish I wish I'd had enough money to even <laughs> tempt somebody, and then they'd be like, "Honor code, you're get out of here, go to UVU." Our question of the day is a quote: "Special season, however you define that. We think it's ten plus wins, contingent on an improved BYU defense." Let's hear from you, BYUs, in Voice of the Nation. This is. The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, first response in from Jimmy Edwards on Facebook. Hello, James. Jimmy says, offense sells tickets, defense wins games, special teams win championships. (laughs) Jimmy was certainly a kicker in high school. (laughs) Or long snapper. (laughs) I don't believe defense wins championships. I believe you have to actually score points to win the game. Complete teams win championships. Yes, I believe the defense sets up the offense to win the game. Unless that defense scores. Like Kyle Van Noy is like, well, 2011 Ole Miss, 2012 San Diego State. In those cases, yes, the defense yeah, won You could that argue game. he beat Utah State by just absolutely deflating them by intercepting the first pass against Chuck Keaton. Shout running out into the to end zone. Chuckles Keaton. Yeah. 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 Kyle won some games on defense <laughs> by, him, by his lonesome. 2013 Utah State. See ya! When was the game lost? <laughs> on the first play. <laughs> that Hashtag was like awesome. BYUS and on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Number eight. Kyle Van Noy. Number eight. Crazy, right? Coming up, is Jamal Williams saying he's going to ignore the Hard Knocks camera even possible? And Isaiah Kafusi, former BYU linebacker, joins us next. What part of the defense is the key to making that ascension toward a special season? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Yo, your boys are going to be in St. George this Saturday at the BYU Fan Fest, Sandtown Park in St. George, noon Eastern, 10 Mountain on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Let's go, baby. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside Jerem Jordan. It is now time to welcome back one of our favorites, ever don a BYU football uniform. He was a great linebacker. Isaiah Kafusi is with us over Zoom. Yeah. Isaiah, welcome back to BYUSN. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. What do you Coach do be- forever? Yeah, man. What do you do between May 18th and the start of a football season? What's the what's the ideal summer activity for you? You know, my wife doesn't like it, but I like to get out on the golf course. Mm. Um, yeah, baby. Been, been getting into it. I've heard I've heard a Jerem isn't too good at golf. I won't disclose this is who accurate. shared that information with me, but this is accurate. Uh, yes. 
you know, just trying to get, trying to dial in the swing, like every, you know, ex athlete, former athlete does uh, retired athlete, I guess. So trying to just get out on the course and have some fun and get some sun. Who, who was the best when you were a player, who was the best golfer on the team? Great question. Brady Christensen's up there. We know he's Dude good. smashes his four it, yeah. iron. Yeah. I mean, he hits his four iron like 260 yards, I swear. It <laughs> wow. is just ridiculous. I mean, Brady's Brady's really good. Um, a lot of other guys. I'm trying to think. I know Jake Old, Oldroyd's pretty good. Hayden Livingston. Mm. Some some of the current guys. So, um, I never was on that list, though. We, we like to joke that at Tennessee on the game-tying field goal that Jake pulled out the sand wedge on that one and just, yeah. just slid it in. We're like, whoa. That was close, man. Oh, yeah, just a little chip shot there. Yeah, yeah, shot. yeah. Little baby <laughs> draw in there, landed it in there softly. Yeah. I guess my next question is, Isaiah, when are we going to play golf so that you can witness Jerem's golf expertise? I'm double bogey guy. Let's on go. your own. Hey, I'm, whenever you guys want to pay for me to come out and play some golf, <laughs> I'm there. I think if you, you confused us for Gregor Bell. I, I, I think you think. Oh, okay. <laughs> Isaiah's on. He wants that Greg Rubel NIL deal. That, yeah. Greg's been on that NIL deal for a long time. Okay, we were <laughs> talking. We were talking about defense in what's trending uh, in the opening block, and obviously this team is better than it showed last year. There were injuries that certainly affected the team. They did some really nice things, as we outlined. Certainly some areas of improvement. But do you feel like a special season? And this is our question of the day. Hinges on the defense being vastly improved. Great question. Um, I would say that a majority of, of kind of the season and the success will fall on the defense. But, I mean, we know we know that great seasons are contingent upon offense, defense, and special teams, right? You got to have all three. Um, offense, you know, has a lot of returning production. And same as the defense. I think, you know, the defense has a lot of production coming back. Um, to say that, that – the success of the season hinges solely upon the defense. No. Um, but, but again, you know, defense wins championships. That's always been my, my mentality and my mindset. And so uh, being a defensive guy, you got to play great defense to have a great season. And so um, I guess that's my long answer to that question. And here's why I think we're focusing on the defense because we feel like, hey, that offense is going to be very similar, if not better. Granted, without Tyler Algier, it's hard to know, but the O-line's stacked. You bring in a, a veteran like Christopher Brooks. You lose some really yeah. good receivers, obviously. But uh, that group feels pretty good. That O-line's one of the best BYU's had in a long time. And then, and then on special teams, BYU's excellent. Jake Goldroyd, when he's locked in, he's amazing, right? Obviously, it's yeah. whether his back is good in that game. And then BYU was fourth in net punting last year in the NCAA. Like, yeah. uh it's, it's pretty awesome with Ryan Rico. So it's like, okay, can the defense be better? The answer is yes. The defense is going to be better. It's just, it's just how much. Yeah, and I think it really, too, falls on um, how healthy the defense can be. And that's always kind of been the thing with BYU, right, is coming out of the independence era, we've always kind of had, like, what's the depth look like? That's always been the big question. What's our depth like? What are the young guys looking like? And so um, – you know, I think with, with the way the last season turned out with, you know, some of the injuries that we had at the linebacking core. And uh, I, I think, you know, if, if the defense can remain healthy, which I think they're doing a great job at really honing in how to keep guys healthy, I think, uh, I think that BYU will do something really, really special this year. 
Isaiah, this whole conversation stems from a metric that was put out by Bill Connolly of ESPN. His SP Plus projections had BYU's defense at number 79 last year. So the offense obviously was really good behind Jaron Hall and Tyler Algier and that whole slew of weapons. But the defense was number 79. So where do you specifically want to see BYU's defense improve so that that number climbs up more towards the top 50? And then maybe we're talking about a special season. Yeah, that's that's also a great point. Um, I think one is getting after the quarterback, right? Seeing how the defensive line will do. And they got, I mean, there's a lot of returning production, right? We lose, we lost Lopa, um, but we have you know, a lot of returning production coming back, Tyler Batty, uh, you know, Caden Hawes coming in. And I'd like, I'd like to see how some of these young guys do. I know Logan Fano, you know, suffered that injury, but ice Mola, like how are these young guys going to be able to be able to come in and contribute getting after the quarterback? Um, That's definitely going to play a big factor in in where the defense will fall, but then also, um, you know, takeaways, right? What, what are we doing to take away the ball? We got our linebacking core back. We know Peyton Wilgar. We know Logan, or sorry, Keenan. Uh, you know, they're, they're ball hawks. They get after the ball. They find a way to get the ball. Uh, excited to have Ben Bywater, my, my brother, you know, coming up. Like, what are they doing? What can they do to make plays and get the ball back for the offense? And then the secondary looks nice, right? We have that transfer coming in, Gabe and uh, Caleb Hayes, you know, played phenomenal. I mean, he played great, great football last year, uh, Malik. You know, in the secondary, I think that's where it's really going to – the boost will come from takeaways. How can we take away the ball, whether that's interceptions, fumble recoveries, forcing fumbles, sacks, three and outs. You know, what are they doing? So, Isaiah, who is the most critical component to this defense in terms of guys returning from injury or newcomers? You know, so let's throw in Micah Harper. You mentioned Gabe Judy Lally. Keenan Peely, Peyton Wilgar is getting back and he's healthy. Who's the most important component among the newcomers and guys coming off of injury? Great question. Um, for me, you know, it might be because I'm biased as for the linebackers, right? I think Keenan and Peyton are going to be some of the most critical coming back uh, just to provide some leadership and kind of be the glue for the defense, right? There kind of needs to be someone that just really steps up uh, and so I, I don't think there's anyone really better than Peyton and Keenan to really take on that role, um, to solidify themselves as, as really the captains of that defense and to help uplift and, and uh, motivate that defense. They're so good. And my fear is that behind them, BYU needs to be ready if something happens again, which brings me to this. In the Big 12, obviously the goal is to win the Big 12, to get to that point where BYU can sustain a season of, let's be honest, probably nine conference games and at least one non-conference game. We're talking about 10 conference, uh, or 10 games against Power 5 teams. That's going to be a new era, right? But BYU's been playing more and more, and it's not going to be vastly different. But at the end of last season, BYU's pretty banged up. So like, how much depth does BYU need to be able to sustain that and still compete well in the Big 12? Because right now it feels like there's some work to do there, certainly in recruiting. Yeah, I think you got to have at least two to three guys um, at each position, right? For sure, too. I mean, you got to have guys that can rotate, that can come in, that your coaches can trust to take reps and take critical downs. Um, so, you know, depth will come, I think, as time goes on in the Big 12. Uh, and, and as BYU continues to have success, I mean, we're going to get a lot of guys coming in, uh, a lot of transfers coming in through the transfer portal. So I think um, – 
the depth part will come, but yeah, you definitely need two to three guys to be able to come in at each position, contribute significant playing time and, um, you know, make plays. So that, that's, that's my take on, I think you got to have at least two to three. Isaiah Kafusi is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Isaiah, you know firsthand just how potent the BYU offense can be. You saw it in 2020. You witnessed it in 2021 on the sideline watching your brother play, and that BYU offense put together 10 wins. What's the key to slowing down Jaron Hall and the BYU offense? I don't, I don't think there really is a key. Uh, Jaron, you know, those guys are fantastic. Love the way Jaron, you know, takes the helm and, uh, really controls the game. I, th- I think that's probably the biggest key is is how can you how can you contain Jaron? Right, he makes big plays with his feet and with his arm. I mean, he can really do it all. So the key really lies, you know, can you get after him? Can you get in his head? Uh, but I, I think the O line is going to do a great job at protecting him, uh, really opening up the run game and, and protecting him in the past. So um, not sure there really is an Achilles heel for that <laughs> offense. <laughs> BYU coughed it up a total of 12 times last year. Just unbelievable. Took care of the football and then got 20 uh, turnovers on defense uh, takeaways, which was awesome. So looking at this schedule, 2022, we've been talking about it's a nine-plus win kind of season against five tough uh, teams. I would argue Boise State's even tougher than uh, Stanford. Uh, Obviously, after last year, you want to go and get that game for obvious reasons. Um, How do you see 2022 playing out, and is this another 10-plus win season potentially? Yeah, looking at it, I think, um, you know, all the games that they have, I think they got a 10-plus win season. Um, they play some really great teams, Oregon, Notre Dame's in there. Liberty always is, you know, somehow really good. They just they play great football. Um, Tanner McKee at Stanford, you know, he's a great quarterback and, and has a lot of hype around him. So uh, really good competition, really great season. But I think, like I said earlier, if BYU can – put together an offense, defense, and special teams in every single game, right? If they can play great football in all three phases of the game, I think that they can compete with, with just about anybody. So uh, 10 wins is, is a, a great expectation. It's a great bar to set. And if I'm in the locker room, I'm saying, hey, this is, this is the expectation. This is where the bar is set. This is where the standard is. And what do we need to do to get there, right? How can we improve every single day to hit that 10-plus win season? So uh, definitely believe in them, got faith. They got all the right tools. Um, the coaches have all the right schemes in place and, and uh, really excited to just see them execute. Isaiah, at this time last year, you were with the Indianapolis Colts as an undrafted free agent trying to make your way onto that roster. So if you were to put yourself in the shoes of Samson Nakua, who is also with the Colts and the other undrafted free agents, what are they going through right now? Yeah, it's uh, it's just a lot. I mean, a lot to take in, right? It's the same game, but it just seems to be just maximized and heightened and your emotions are going crazy. Um, it's, you know, going to camp. Camp is, their off-season training camp is pretty chill, right? It's a lot of learning and um, not really physical you know, in terms of hitting and, and, but then you get into your training camp and it's just like, they just ramp it up. Um, some of the most emotionally taxing, physically taxing, mentally taxing times that I've really experienced. So it's a lot, um, but just really proud of him. I mean, to even get to that point is is such an accomplishment and to have an opportunity to break in and, and to, you know, create a, a name for yourself in the NFL. It's, 
it's fantastic. And so um, cheering for all the guys that, that, you know, have an opportunity to, to play at the next level. Uh, it's not easy, but uh, some of the most um, challenging times, but learning times that I've ever had. Isaiah, always great to talk with you. Fantastic insight. And here's to another 10 plus win season. Great stuff, man. Love it. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. You got it. Isaiah Kafusi. We'll see him on the link soon, Jerry. We will see him on the link soon. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. You gonna wager something? You have to wager something. Why right? would I, as a double bogey guy, wager? No, listen, that's the beauty of golf. You can implement handicaps. I'll be like, hey, can uh, can you give me a stroke on each hole? Or Yeah. Well, I want to see Isaiah's game. <laughs> we haven't uh we don't know about that. Yeah. See, here's the thing. He I'm wants pre- some payback for I'm what pretty- you did to his flag football team. That's what's really happening. So for those who don't know, he brought it up. I didn't bring it up. Whatever. Uh, it was Zane Anderson and, um, you know, uh, Trajan Peely were the coaches of a team I was on mm-hmm. in, like, a tournament with some sponsors or whatever. Comes down to the championship game. It's uh, Isaiah's team, and I can't remember who else, with, uh, you know, comes down to the – they throw a Hail Mary. Yep. It bounces off someone. And your boy... They complete pulls, the pass. Complete the pass. Off the tip. And I pull the flag at the one-yard line. Oof. One foot line. Real to be dramatic. Okay. And they, we win, they lose. Isaiah has not forgotten. That's why he is bitter and wants to play something <laughs> I'm not good at <laughs> to get me back. <laughs> it's going to come down to a very short putt because it was on the one-foot line. So yeah. it's going to come, It'll down, come down, down to a short putt, short putt that I'll go high right cup and <laughs> just read it wrong. Like, that's what it's going to be. Coming up. He set three school records in the last six months. Maybe we should get some karma from him. Zach McWhorter is on the show. Yeah, athletes are so good that sometimes we need them we to say, bring we the want swag you here. You on the show, yeah. And when did BYU move north, like way north? Because what the NCAA has the Cougars in an interesting location on one of their regional championship flags. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade for a growing world. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. To interact with the show and get content throughout today, it's pretty simple. You follow us on all of the major social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and yes, TikTok. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Ramp presented by Marisk. Your integrated container logistics company enabling global trade for a growing world. Bigger snub, BYU softball not getting an NCAA bid, or Violet Zvodnik not being named WCC Player of the Year. As angry as I was about the Cougars not getting into the tournament, I'm more upset about Violet not being named the West Coast Conference Player of the Year because it's ridiculous. Like, look at the numbers. Mm-hmm. They're in, not in conference close. play. That's where, what is it? Even in conference play, She's they are legit. not close, taking nothing away from Georgia Blair of LMU. Violet was clearly the best overall player, and she had a perfect fielding percentage. She made no errors in center field all year. We brought it up earlier. Because BYU's lame duck in the league, and someone else won, won it, technically won it on Co-champ. a tiebreaker. Co-champ. There was an opportunity for the league to not give BYU what it typically gives. It's embarrassing. This banner is currently on display at the Stockton Regional for men's golf. Also embarrassing. Uh, notice where BYU is located. Nope, not in the state of Utah. They're in the, uh, we'll call that the northeast corner of Idaho. I did not know that BYU was kind of near uh, Yellowstone. Is that supposed to be Rexburg? Rexburg gave up on the sports a long time ago. That's why your boy, when he visited, uh, I went third person there, Rexburg, 
completely gave up on it because I was like, there ain't no sports here and this isn't for me. Jerem, is is this was this flag made by a Utah State Aggie that's it getting was. back at BYU for all of the Ogden and Logan jokes? Yes, absolutely. This is ab- and canceling uh, 23 through 26. Uh, you know, Utah State strikes again, uh, <laughs> making this banner. BYU, pride of Northeast Idaho. <laughs> BYU, Idaho. Colorado Rockies all-star third baseman Chris Bryant was in Salt Lake last night. Rehab stint with AAA Albuquerque Isotopes, also featured on Better Call yep. Saul on Monday. Before the game, he talked about how much he loves Utah and mentioned the view at BYU. I think BYU is a little bit better. It's a little close. The mountains are a little closer. I actually played there in college, so maybe three or four times I've been here. Um, but like I said, it's just it's incredible. Yeah, so he, he's basically just said it's the best view in baseball. Did Bryant just become BYU fan's second favorite big leaguer Probably. to Michael Rucker? Probably. Yeah, Chris, like he's he seems super nice, right? He's like a he's PR a good, guy's yeah. dream. I wanted the Mariners to get him at third base because Kyle Seeger basically was done last year. Didn't happen, but uh, pretty cool that Chris Bryant's hanging out. In yeah, Chris Bryant's like, yeah, the 17 home runs I hit in Pro Bowl, they all look amazing <laughs> against that mountain backdrop. He played at San Diego, so yeah, he, he played here. But. Jamal Williams was asked at press conference about playing to the Hard Knocks cameras from HBO in camp. Here is his response. You know, it's just, just going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, I, people think I'm funny, but I don't do it on purpose. This is just me. I just walk <laughs> around and just be me all the time. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I can't fake nothing, but... Like, they going to see it. They going to see it on my face. Every time they got a camera in my face, I'm just going to look at them. What y'all, we, got, we got people here to do that already, you know? So, if they, you know, if they ain't people here I already know, and they got a camera in my face, I ain't going to smile at them. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost believed him until the very end. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. What's the chance Jamal Williams is not the star of Hard Knocks? Zero percent. He's going to be the star of it. He has the biggest personality, perhaps, in BYU history. Like, he's so fun. It's going to be awesome. Everyone's going to love Jamal Williams that doesn't already know Jamal. He, he will be the star. And, Jamal, you play for the Lions. When Hard Knocks comes in, now people actually see what the Lions do. Okay? I'm not going to smile. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Coming up. Rise and shout out to Laying Out. And Zach McWhorter and his yeah. inactive amygdala. <laughs> Join us next. <laughs> Do you remember that? If not, we'll recap it. Yeah. He's incredible at the pole vault as well. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's go. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Baseball wraps up the regular season starting uh, tomorrow in a three-game series against LMU. Watch game one, 8 Eastern, on the BYU TV app or listen live on the BYU radio. Star Wars night last night. And for that moment, Dude, how fun was that? Cole Gamble held the high ground after that home run and gave Anakin, BYU the lead. <laughs> I have the high ground. Okay, so I have uh, – well, later let's discuss because I want to talk to Zach, but – I'm finishing Clone I'm in season three of Clone Wars and Rebels. I kind of want to wait to watch those to watch Kenobi, which comes out in like nine days. Okay. Should I wait? I think I should wait. You should wait. But I'm kind of anxious. Just wait. Okay. I'll wait. Joining us now, as promised, is an elite pole vaulter, one of the best Legit. in the country, if not the best in the country. His name is Zach McWhorter. He's on BYU Sports Nation live at Studio B. Zach, up, Zach? it's nice to have you in studio. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to shoot the breeze with you guys. Last time was on Zoom, <clears throat> and you mentioned amygdala. Inactive amygdala. What is that again? 
I'll be honest, I I really don't know that much about it. I think I was trying to signal on Zoom that I was I was smart, but it, <laughs> it worked. I'm not. I think so. we were talking about the moment and how you just like don't get freaked out and like you're not dwelling on the past of any bad pole vaults that have happened in the past and you're just like, oh, I was living the moment. I have an inactive amygdala. And I was like, excuse me, what? So you don't know what it means? I've I've read some stuff about it. Like I've I, I read in this one book that that guy in in Texas that like shot from the bell tower. The reason why he did it and didn't have any fear and stuff was because he had something pressing up against his amygdala, like oh. a tumor. Uh-huh. And 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 then it the said something about disactivated a certain yeah motion trigger. Or yeah, and, yeah, and I might even have it backwards. It might be that if you have like an overactive amygdala. You don't have any fear, or you you, you take Which risks. Which can be dangerous, so, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'll have to go yeah. check that out. Okay. See. Well, thanks for coming in, man. Let's yeah. get no, yeah. good. Resident <laughs> scientist and pole vaulter Zach, Zach McWhorter is on BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, it it takes overcoming a level of fear to get into pole vault one, practice it, and then become elite at it. You're ranked number twenty seven in the world right now. Uh, top thirty. World number seven in the U.S. ranking. Number two in the NCAA. You have been number one. You're in a battle, right? What's what's that like, man? To be uh, that great at something like that. You know, it's it's strange because you you think when you're younger, when you're working out of that, oh, once you make it to this point, that like something's gonna happen and nothing really changes. <laughs> like someone asked me, oh, what did it feel like? You you know, if you break a record, and I'm like, you know, it feels really good. For about 15 seconds. <laughs> it's, 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 it's quite hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've broken your own record a number of times, so are you just becoming numb to that? Oh, another record broken, whatever. Well, I, if I'm being completely honest, it is desensitizing. And I don't mean to sound like, oh, you know, I break records, but it's just, yeah, I don't know. The next pole vault is what you hope is the next record, right? And at the last chance meet at BYU, you broke your record not once but twice? Uh, just, just once. Oh, just oh, once. Never once. mind. Yeah. Never mind. Not even <laughs> impressive. Just kidding. What's it like to set a new PR at home, final meet at home too, which is pretty cool. It feels good. I've only competed uh, three times this outdoor season, and it's just because I want to build up momentum. That's the mistake I've made the last two years is I come out really hot in the beginning of the season, and then by the end, I'm just not at my peak, and I'm not fully healthy. So it was fun, and it was unexpected because I'm not – Trying to peak right now, but in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So. Fair to say that your approach this time with fewer performances worked out for you? So far. But, I, I mean, what I, what I realized, at least with indoor season, I had a, a great indoor season, then I came out second, and it was kind of an anticlimactic finish. And, you know, just compared to, to last season, like in 2021, I got second indoor nationals, and it was sensational. But then this year I got second, and it was extremely awkward. I feel like a lot of people were pitying me, and uh, <laughs> it made me realize, like, I, I don't know, uh, like just the way that sports is set up. It's all it all comes down to that one day, and it's just kind of strange how, we, yeah. The standards change. You want to win the national championship. Is it going to come down to you against uh, Clayton Frisch? At Sam Houston, who's number one right now, right? Yeah. Barely above He's a, a great competitor. Sandre, who won indoor nationals. Uh, I mean, really, anyone. There's several guys. That, including your teammate Caleb Wiskins, sixth right now? Including Caleb. That's cool. Yeah. Is he pushing you? I mean, is this, is this oh, helping you get better? Absolutely. And he's one of the hardest workers I know. So That's awesome. Zach McWhorter, elite pole vaulter for BYU, Truly. number two in the country. We don't use the E word in vain here. Is with us on BYU Sports Nation. 
I know that you told us before when we've had you on a couple of times, but for those that are being introduced to you for the first time, walk us through briefly your introduction to the pole vault, how you got into it, and, and why you continue to do it. Yeah, so when I was in seventh grade, my father, who pole vaulted at BYU yep. back in the early 90s, he purchased some used pole vault pits from the University of Arkansas, $500. They had it in an auction. He, we got them. And so he first got put them in a warehouse. My older brother, who was a senior in high school, was was getting into it. And I played all the mainstream sports, basketball, baseball, football. And just one day I stopped by the warehouse to give it a try. It wasn't something that was premeditated or my dad never talked about it growing up. And tried it out. And, and then, of course, they the pits were moved to my front yard. We lived out in the country. And it's just inevitable that I, that I would try it. And <laughs> I, I think, you know, when you're slightly good at something, you tend to want to keep doing it, yes. you know, just it's like a positive feedback loop. People, you know, think you're cool if you, if you're, if you're good at something. So what's going know. on over at the McWhorters place? Ah, oh, they're just pole vaulting just again. Pull, yeah, just pole vaulting, pick suey. <laughs> By the way, BYU's playing Arkansas this year in football. Is that going to be a I, conflict of interest that? for you? I assume you're a Razorback. There is a little bit of conflict of interest. I have called the hogs many times, mm-hmm. uh, but I think I'll, I'll probably root for BYU. Okay. Will uh, you do like the pig suey uh, cheer or whatever if, if the Razorbacks score a touchdown? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you should. It, it can be happy for both teams, you know? It's kind of part of it, right? Are, like how many people from Arkansas are at BYU? Handful? I'm talking the whole I'd say student. at BYU probably 50 if I were to guess. A- athletes. Are you oh, the only oh, one? Oh, athletes. No, I was, no I'm, that was the question I wanted, but now athletes. Like, are you the only Actually, one from Arkansas? My, my former teammate, uh, Isabel Neal, who's a pole vaulter, she, she's from Arkansas. So Arkansas is the pole vaulting capital of BYU. <laughs> it's a pipeline. It's a pipeline. It's we a got pole a, vault pipeline from Arkansas. Arkansas. Gets new, Kiwis and pole vaulters <laughs> come from Arkansas. That's awesome. So answer me this. We'll finish with this. Are Olympics a reality for you in two years? Are they a reality for me? What, what does that mean? I, You'll be at the Olympic trials at least, right? Yeah, I'll definitely be at the Olympic Two trials. Yeah. Do you feel like you're good enough to compete in the Olympics for Team USA? I I feel that way, whether I am or not. Like I think that I've jumped high enough too. So we'll see. Let's go. bring this to fruition. Let's, Let's go. But that's two years down the road. Typically, typically we we give UBY Sports Nation karma. You're so good. Can we just have some of your good we, karma? Well, your, I mean, your well mojo? second thought here. We don't want to take away anything that he's doing. That's true. How about after June okay. and you win the national championship? How about that? At Hayward Field, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome, man. Zach, congratulations on everything. Yeah, best of luck. Oh, first time in studio. Stuff. Can you sign our flag during the break? Of course, it would be an this? honor. Yes. We need we, we need your don't autograph. have anybody from Arkansas on that. We need your oh, autograph. And if you want to write inactive amygdala on there, too, that's all right. <laughs> Whatever. You, it's it's that's your awesome. world. We're living in it, brother. All right. Well, thanks, Zach. Yeah, thank you guys so thanks, much. Thanks, Zach. Okay, coming up, who among you will get today's Elite Voice today? And going all out in the field of play, it'll probably get you a rise and shout-out. We discuss next on BYU Sports Nation. Right, Mitch. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. More of that from not too nice to Yes, I please. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day. Is a special season for BYU football contingent 
on an improved BYU defense, we feel like the offense is going to be right there. They're going to be great again. And special teams are going to be dope again. Yeah. Defense was number 79 in the SP Plus projections, which is lower end. Yep. Is so as a contingent on the defense improving for a special season. I could see an argument for Christopher Brooks here as well. That that he can he be 80% of what Tyler Algier was? Can he be 75% or something? Can he get like 1,200 yards? He doesn't need 1,600 yards like that. Our That'll elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, Swoosh Life 59 on Instagram Whoa, answers. In the words of all baby boomer dads, <laughs> defense wins championships. Nice. So true. I feel like if BYU's defense can play even better than last year, puts on blue goggles. You don't need to put them on. I think they'll be better. BYU will go to a New Year's Six Bowl, baby. Never mind. Blue goggle alert. Blue goggle alert. Blue goggle alert. What if the defense is like top 25? And BYU's then, eleven and one. Then New Year's now Six is a reality. Now we're, there's a shot. That's right? why I feel like it is. And conti- if Notre Dame's like, one of those wins, a special yeah. season is contingent on the defense. Like if the, if the offense maintains or is close, let's say they're a top twenty-five offense, and BYU's defense is like thirty-seventh, top forty, like top thirty-five. They got now, a chance. Now we're talking. Because last year was fun. It, it didn't happen, but like ten and two, and at least being in the hunt for new, like that was awesome. BYU didn't make it. Maybe there was an inch away with Baylor, Oklahoma State. Who knows? But like. If you're a one-loss BYU this year, you are definitely in the hunt for New Year's. Mm. If you're undefeated, you're in. You're in, period. Today's Rise and Shout-Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Let's go back to BYU baseball last night. Not one, but two Mm. defensive web gems by BYU center fielder Mitch McIntyre. He did this twice, Jeremy. amazing. I love that. I mean, so it's tough because – Sometimes it's it's hard mm. to pick it up oh, in the lights. Yeah, the, ground. Like the second one, like the snow cone grab, right? <laughs> the ball's popping nice. out of the top of the mitt. Look at the look at the uh, the, the, the glasses, glasses the hat. Over. Yes, Mitch McIntyre is fantastic. He, he's a great center field. Great center. Field. Our thanks to today's guests, Isaiah Kafusi and the elite pole vaulter Zach McWhorter. Sorry to Dennis, we ran out of time again. Maybe you tomorrow. For Jeremiah Spencer, let's shout out to Jack Morris. That fantastic mustache. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. A defense, Jerem, could make it a special season.